spoken me. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find it on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop, bandcamp.com. It is a free download or free stream in there. But obviously, if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way, it would be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment, etc. Enjoy. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. Andy N, back in the house again. In the centre of Manchester. What's this cafe called? Good question. Thomas, Thomas Street Beer House. <laughs> see? You can see how organised I am tonight. I don't know have a clue where I am. But I've got a dear friend of mine with me tonight here, and I didn't realise till we just got talking a few minutes ago how multinational this gentleman is. So I'll let him introduce himself because we met him, met you originally, Reggie, a couple months ago, didn't I, through Speakeasy? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tell everybody all about yourself then. So are you, who you are? And where you where you came from, which is more 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 varied than I thought it was actually. So I try to make a very long story short. Uh, yeah, name is Reggie, and originally born in Brazil. Uh, my dad is Brazilian, and his family is also mixed. They have Spanish, uh, and my mom is Italian. It tends to be with Brazilians, doesn't it? It's either the Portuguese or the Brazilian yeah. side, doesn't it? So. So basically, my dad's side of the family. My grandfather was Spanish, and my grandmother was Brazilian, uh, mixed native Brazilian with, with African. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so you can imagine the, the different kind of people we have in the family. And my mom's Italian, and in her family, my grandfather was from the south of Italy, and my grandmother's from the north. So wow. that, that's why I got blue eyes for my grandmother. <laughs> and my sisters all have, like, even darker skin. Uh, so it's a big mix of the whole yeah. family. I've also because a friend I used to know from Brazil, her sister was almost like brown. Yeah, she was very very yeah. pale. So yeah, that's why I think it comes with generally side of it. Yeah, comes from. Doesn't if it? you so. if you look at my dad, uh, you might not think we're related. Not really? Because my dad has darker skin. Oh, wow. My mom has like blue eyes, <laughs> very pale skin, and and then when I was four, we moved to the U.S. moved to Chicago because all the Italians were moving there. Uh, and then that's how I ended up in the US. Yeah, and you might have guessed everyone in there. He yeah. does have a slight American <laughs> twang there, don't you? So, so <laughs> I know you've moved again since then, yeah. haven't you? So, so basically, uh, for the next, oh my God, almost like 30 years, I, w- I lived six years in the US, went back to Brazil, learned Portuguese when I was 10, stayed there for another four years, went back to the US when I was 15, finished high school there. And then when I was 20, I went back to Brazil on a holiday and then ended up staying 12 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> long, long holiday. <laughs> uh, became an English teacher. And then around 2008, 
I wanted to go abroad again and I thought Europe would be an interesting option and I thought well, you know England seems like a nice place to come there was work as well and I ended up here and uh, what, drew, what drew you to Manchester so basically wow originally I, I was in Oxford for eight years as a language teacher do you get bored of being in a place more than eight years you <laughs> I, think, I think that's it I, I, you do sound like it. it's been like seven months and I'm done pretty much but Manchester came uh, because my wife soon to be ex-wife uh, is teaching in Nottingham and the idea was to be closer and Manchester there was a there was a work opportunity as well but also the whole cultural aspect of it I mean most English music that I like comes from this area art so the music that drew you here yeah That's so, so you know from you know Happy Mondays to God, I'm thinking of so many examples, but basically, whenever you look up yeah. good music, yeah, you know, good. Joy Division, yeah, it, it, it all points in this direction. Oh yeah, completely. Now we're going to guess today we're going to wind here, but we'll carry on. So hopefully, it's a wind and prop. I can't blame you there. So, but I'm delighted. Well, I've met you through Speakeasy. Uh -huh. That's been there the last couple of months now, and. Um, Tell what were people and people obviously want to know about it too. It's been a writing podcast. Is tell me about your writing then. Do you were you writing as a kid then? Were you all then? Yeah. So basically, as a as a kid, uh, I was a, uh, I was a really good uh, storyteller. So I was good at telling stories. Good, very always had a vivid imagination. So writing was always a part of something that I enjoyed doing. Uh, just making things up mm. and always been interested in reading all kinds of materials uh, I was really into the beat generation uh, really got into that kind of like uh, poetry but not so much rhyming mm. uh, and I've always really enjoyed short stories yeah of course uh, starting with like Edgar Allan Poe uh, to Ernest Hemingway uh, and then moved on to novels by like John Steinbeck and I always liked things that were a bit more straightforward uh, that talked about everyday issues, mm. uh, things that involved like emotions and dealing with them, uh, but nothing that was like too, let's say, fancy. Let's say, yeah, yeah, but just, but just more, <laughs> yeah, but just like everyday language. And then in the '90s, during the whole, you know, grunge, alternative music mm. stuff, a lot of spoken word came out of that. And then it's when I found out uh, Henry Rollins. I was going to ask you, we, we into him stuff yeah nice, nice cheerful poet that he yeah. is <laughs> and I've seen him live I saw him live in 2009 I don't know I've seen him I, I, in I, Oxford of all places I, Manchester, I went down there first, but a really heavy poetry night uh -huh. stand up comedy and he, it was very funny well he's a, I like his style because he's basically just telling stories uh, most of the times uh, you know things that involve his career and playing life once in a while he'll read something out uh, that's related to you know feeling awkward in the environment that you're in and I can relate to that it's just like when you don't really know where you are yeah and I and so I, I got back to writing uh, very recently and it started when I went to David Lynch uh, see, went to see his artwork oh his, his artwork's very very surreal exactly it's almost as real as his, his films are and there was one that really stood out for me which is basically a painting uh, basically just a, a stranger at night and it looks really deep and, and dark and then when you look close to it he wrote something and it's basically like something like what the hell am I doing here or what have you done you screwed up again and it just kind of 
shocks you and makes you reflect on it. Yeah, what's, what's your favourite Lynch film then? You must Lynch, obviously. Well, when people mention David Lynch, obviously, they have a favourite film or two. I don't really have a favourite. I like, uh, was it called Blue Velvet? Oh, well, Blue Velvet's good fun. Uh, I, I haven't got a lot of Wilder, aren't more, actually. Well, they're about the same time. Yeah. Uh, Mulan Drive is amazing. And there's a recent one that he did, which is a 50-minute short, which is called... It's just come out, is it? Yeah, it's a Netflix. I've not seen it. Yeah. I, mean, I need to watch that. It's hilarious. I with the monkey. It's the best. Uh, and it just shows you how something really simple, 50 minutes with the talking no. monkey, uh, it's just hilarious. It's only the sort of thing he could do that, to be honest. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen one of his, um, his experimental short films in yeah. his early days, and they're, they're pretty... <laughs> yeah, no. I <laughs> think... The London Fair is... I find that short pieces are extremely challenging and if somebody can do them well there's so much that you can get from it yeah, I find I, that brilliant no I agree I agree with you completely with that one so it's just very it's I think it's a harder form to master short films than they are long films yeah yeah but they say the same don't you like with poetry and, and even short many many short stories yeah less is more but that's how do you do less is more exactly it, it, I remember like uh, I think Hemingway is really good at that. He'll write like three lines. Yeah, yeah. And then there's just like, how did he think of that? And it just can take you so many different places. Yeah, you can do. And I think if you simply cut, you pull the rug out from the reader's feet, but then yeah. cuts them off dead yeah. last minute when they at least expect it. Exactly. You leave wanting more then. That's... But um, also about your writing then. Obviously, um, what so people obviously don't know your writing. I have stuck in bed with you the two times I've seen you, your seasonal pieces. Uh-huh. And uh, anyone's <laughs> ever seen you, they've got to ask you to do the seasonal pieces, because you're great with twists at the end of your pieces. You yeah. <laughs> you've got a great, a great punchline at the end of it. Is, I, that, is that something that's intentional, is it? I tried. So, when I first started writing, I, I wanted to try to avoid it being like a diary or, you know, like something just bragging or nagging. I wanted it to be something that could could different people could read it and different they could get different things about it and i think the idea of the twist at the end is it's to avoid it being predictable yeah because if it is predictable at the end you're like why did i just go through this yeah no completely <laughs> completely and because um, your piece your piece what i've heard so far are generally quite short aren't they? yes so, do you actually write longer pieces or do you like short and snappy more i think for now it's just coming out short because it's the range that i got Mm. And I want them to be sure because I know a lot of people don't have time, and I think it's a, a, a how it reflects our society nowadays, where people just get quick, you know, bits of information. So if you can give it to somebody really quickly, <laughs> and then they can take something, they might want to read read it. So I think the the aim for the future is that it's something rich enough that people mm. can reread. And I can see different bits in it. Yeah. It's like a song, let's say. I think it is, and you know, obviously, like you've only just got back into it after having a break. Uh-huh. And that's what you're obviously looking at. It's got to start to keep expanding yeah. your horizons, haven't you, really? Yeah. So, uh, do you think you're, you're anticipating wanting to read other nights in the future? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's lots of nights on in Manchester. Yeah. Everybody knows there's lots. I think trying going to the different places uh, and also kind of expanding the vocabulary. So, trying to maybe create things where the richer, uh, double intended innuendos in the mixed. Yeah, you uh, really like obviously from your day job. Yeah. Everyone might guess he's a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You find that your teaching or obviously what you late you trained your brain on it to look at things yeah. in different ways, and you've had to pick up, you've had to jump, jump through hoops in it quite easy, I think. And also, like uh, with with my students, I also kind of tell them like. 
uh, you know, the way you can sound better, sound more fluent in the language, is always by trying to use, you know, different words to express the same thing. And that's where the language is so rich. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, using similar words and, and trying not to go for the basic. Yeah, you know? I agree. I want to ask you as well about. I'm jumping back on the forward because the way my brain thinks. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you mentioned before. Obviously, you learned Portuguese, didn't you? When you're back in Brazil, uh -huh. have you? Can could you write in another language? Do you think? Or? I could. Um, so I did try to write in Portuguese. It doesn't work the same. Uh, although I am fluent in Portuguese, it is my second language. Uh, English is still my first language because that's the one I learned to read and write first. Yeah, of course. And I have. A lot of my humor comes from, um, you know, American humor and, yeah. and you know, stand-up comics like Bill Hicks, oh, George love, Carlin, love Bill Hicks. Richard Pryor. I was, I was gutted I missed, <laughs> missed him on his last tour in England. Oh, yeah, I mean... I had to flew that week, that week, and then I had to, I had to give him a ticket away. And really? I, I was kicking myself. I mean, he passed away very too soon, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but there was such a strong influence. I tried writing stuff in Portuguese, and it just doesn't come out in the same rhythm. Yeah. So East London, you try to write a different language. Yeah. And I've, I've interviewed him several times, uh, an Italian writer I know called Nomi. Okay. In Cholton. Last time I saw her, she, she was writing in Italian, English, Spanish, and French. Wow. And yeah, no, some people can I, actually I do that. I examples on three of them, and I was stood there thinking, <laughs> I had no chance. I would like in the future to develop some Portuguese writing. Uh, Portuguese is a lot more intense. Uh, I don't know. It, it takes a lot more work for me. Oh yeah, definitely on that one. But it's um, something to look forward to. <laughs> uh, in relation to your writing and itself, then, do you have any regular theme, recurring themes on it then? So for now, uh, it's it's about dealing with emotions, mental health, depression, uh, but trying to break the the stigma behind yeah. it. So my intention is to show that we all go through pain in similar ways yeah but in different ways as well so there's a lot of shame connected to pain uh, you know a lot of times people think that pain and and failure is like a weakness yeah, but of course. but I think we could actually grow and become stronger individuals if we learn to accept that we fail yeah, and, yeah, that, and, that, and that sadness and loneliness is just part of who we are I think different individuals uh, will receive pain and 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 in different ways. I mean, some people just go through life in a very like happy, upbeat moment, where other individuals will need time to sink in and and kind of like bathe in darkness. But that's fine as long as you come out <laughs> on the other yeah. side. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. No, no, get it completely. Yeah. You do, you do it with like um, with a smile and your peach yeah. as well. So. <laughs> I think the idea is like let's laugh about these things. And you don't the, laugh, you cry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I had a you know, and a good cry is all right. You know, it's like uh, it, it doesn't make us less if we we are weak. You know, we need to be weak in order to be strength, strong. Yeah. To yeah. have strength, you know. No, so, completely. So that's it. And obviously, like I said, if people want to find out more about you, where is best going at the moment? No. So it's the open mic at the Stratford Sip yeah. Pub. Uh, it's a great event. I mean, if you want to read anything, if you want to read something from somebody else, I think it's a great opportunity because you see so many different people. Yeah, you do. And different backgrounds. So you see people from the university, people who studied literature, uh, from people who just, like myself, who just sat down and wrote something and want yeah. to share it. 
Exactly, and that's what a good thing about it is like with that is like with Speakeasy itself, like it's a night where there's all kinds of people come on to read and yeah. stuff. And that's why it's like, like I said, about it, so no, you do learn a lot from it. Like I said, when I call yeah. every time we do the night, we don't know who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna get in touch on what or why sometimes. Yeah, that's why even all, even like we've had um, tell you as well, we had people drive over from, we had a lady come over from California actually, I don't think you met her. No. Well, the guy uh, from Liverpool who came. Oh, yeah, we had, we had Southport, we've had Southport, we've had Cumbria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember last month we had someone from Newcastle? Yeah, it was a guy from Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah little, yeah. little old lady, new, older lady from Newcastle. It was just like we get video call all over yeah, the place, yeah. it's great. Cause, different ages, different yeah. experiences. I, I think that's the cool bit about it. And we learn it, that's what we love about the night, it's the bravest night. We don't, people come along, sometimes we know the people, sometimes we don't. Yeah. And it's, it's the best that you don't know the people, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think this sharing experience yeah. is also quite rare in our world today. Yeah, I agree. Where, where everything is online or everything is, social media could be good, but it's proven not to be. And an experience where people could share something. Yeah, I do. It's written. It's old fashioned in some ways, yeah. but it's like, you go to some nights and stuff, there's a hierarchy. Uh-huh. And you go, you're discovering it yourself, you go to some minutes, I'm not naming them, I'm not yeah. into that game, but Speaky doesn't have the hierarchy. Yeah, Everyone, no, for sure. We all treat them the same. Even the orders, like, yeah. all mixed of who's going first, who goes second. Who oh, goes... Steve, that's Steve. Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he does that not Yeah, really. but it, it's great how it works, and, and uh, you know, I brought friends over uh, the second time that I went, friends who just wanted to see what it's like, and they had a great time. They want to come every time, and now other people from work want to come as well. <laughs> So you're going to fund the place over you weren't they too, right? So. so it's basically just a very entertaining night. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's, it's, you know. I'd recommend anybody, but again, I run the night. So, <laughs> but yeah, but the important thing is that you, you've done it like yourself. You, you know, you've got a lot from it. Yeah. And it's when we're back up, because at the moment, as we're recording at the end of March, and this podcast will be live in May, probably. Okay. But like it's hopefully we're back by May, maybe June even. So that's cool. We'll wait and see. So. Yeah, anyway, Ricky, thank you again today, my friend. That's all my questions. And I know you're going to read this few pieces for us now, aren't you? Would you like me to read one of the men of all seasons? Yes, please. And what we'll do, let me pause the recording. Uh-huh. And we'll, come, well, we'll then jump back in, okay? So, see you in a minute, guys. Hi, guys. Still here with Reggie, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do today, because he's a very unusual writer, but I like him. <laughs> Over to you, my friend. So this is called A Man for All Seasons, and we'll start with one of the seasons, which I call it fall, but you might want to call it autumn, and it goes something like this. So a stranger walks down an empty road, leaves makes, make their way down to the ground, the sun sits to one side while the wind, well, the winds from the other, birds chirp and, and chirp while standing on branches. The stranger comes along and thinks to himself, Why is every motherfucker better than me? <laughs> oh, brilliant. I, I remember you doing that one. <laughs> so the next one is also from a man, a man for All Seasons, and this one's called Summer. So the sun trails the empty blue sky, going from east to west. The leaves covers the cars on this not-so-empty road. Trees are green, rich from the summer sun. Wind is slow, touching branches, useless and noises, noiseless. A stranger walks down, the t-shirt stuck to his back. The street is empty, too early for dogs and kids. Bikes are carefully locked on the rails. 
The heat lights up the saddles. The stranger walks past and thinks to himself, Why can't I get my shit together? Still no reply comes. <laughs> and a very quick one, which is uh, actually untitled. Oh. But it's just a bit of uh, reasoning, let's call it, this one. It's a very quick one. could be done in one breath. And it goes something like this. If I could, I would. And I know that I should. But in the end, I had to. I didn't. Must have. Lost my way. That's a quick one. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know what I like about that is... Um, did you know me and Amanda did a book last year? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was wondering if that is. It, she'll, she'll love that when she hears that one. <laughs> you want to give us one more little piece to finish off with? Yeah, uh, I could do the one which is things I will never understand. <laughs> this is one I read the last time at the Speakeasy. I remember this one. <laughs> so this is supposed to be done in one very quick breath. It's called things I will never understand. People, me, life puzzles, bosses, moods, shifts, calorie counting, flirting, dating, marriage, motorcycling, dancing, disco dancing, cowboys, country music, anger, revenge, rage, and porn. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you today, Reggie. That's been vastly entertaining. Thank you I very much. I look forward to doing another <laughs> session with you in about ben. a year's time when anybody reads you really charm people. Whenever you're living by that point. <laughs> I'll still be here. <laughs> this is on the end. Thank you, Reggie, again. It's been brilliant today. Thank See you. you all soon, guys. Spoken Label. Thanks again for listening to another session of Spoken Label. Our full archive can be found over on Bandcamp at Spoken Label, that's one word, Spoken Label, full stop, Bandcamp.com. And there is over 150 sessions there. So I'm sure that if you've enjoyed this session, there'll be something else there you can enjoy as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken Label.